oh, but what if I said Q intro? Yeah, yeah. Now you have to put it in there. <laughs> Mainly because I would they, I would do the intro and it would be like five minutes long, and then like you listen to the first minute of the podcast and I say the exact same thing like. Oh, gotcha. It's like what's the point? You of just doing repeat that? yourself. Double intro. It's it's, it's kind of like uh, this was a fun episode that I recorded yeah. with these guys. I know these guys from this place. And that is how you that is how you started the last podcast when we got here and didn't say anything. You were like, "This is a fun episode so far." (laughs) (laughs) And then we all got nervous. Like, oh man, we gotta be fun. (laughs) Well, now now I feel nervous. Now that you said that, the pressure is on. Okay, I'm gonna. Okay. uh, Hi. How are you? I have to like when I record the intros, I'm like by myself, and I'm like, try, I get like in that space where like no one can hear me, so I can say like that's like an idiot. And then, uh, but now that y'all are here, I'm trying to act more normal. Do you have a mirror in front of you when you usually do? It yeah, like one on both, like one in the front and one in the back, so you can see the back. Yeah. yeah. Wow, the back of my head looks great. <laughs> you really do have the back of a head for podcasting, though. <laughs> I bet people in the line at the bank are just like, this guy, I know the back of that head. You guys, you guys know this guy, Pods. He must what have a stupid looking podcast. guy. But did you did you hear his voice when he asked for twenty dollars out of his bank account? This guy, Pods. Look at those cranial fissures. You can tell there's a lot of pod in there. <laughs> Sorry, we did it to, to your con- show. I'm trying again. to concentrate to do the intro. I'm trying to. I'm thinking right now. Like, am I going to keep all this or just cut this part out? Oh, you're keeping it. Should this whole show be about the intro? Maybe. Ooh. How do intro? Like we talk. We just kind of talk about nothing for an hour and a half, and then at the end, I'm like, "You've been listening to." I'm not going to say it right now because I don't want to tell. You should try to do the intro throughout the show, and then it never sticks. And then finally, at the end, you nail it. <laughs> maybe that's a good idea for a podcast jeff is always trying to have an objective and it's our job to constantly derail the conversation <laughs> yeah. at every single chance he gets so far successful yeah, my, my objective is to like say like one qu- quick little joke and i just never get like the little like, i'm sorry I'm, 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 oh excuse me uh, i had an idea for this uh, this video game i like and um <laughs> I don't care about what you're talking about. I feel like Cole's gonna have. Oh, oh. I was gonna. Oh, um. <clears throat> hey, everybody. This is Jeff Grant. You're listening to the Jeff Grant's Evolving Podcast. My name is Jeff Grant, and I'm sitting here with three guys that are gonna help me with today's episode. All right. Everybody, <laughs> thanks for taking me seriously and listening to me. Today, this is the second episode with the guys. That we're, we call ourselves the tastemakers, and <clears throat> I can't keep doing that very long. <laughs> uh, it's kind of a higher register for you. Yeah, that's how it started. The other episode started with that. Oh, okay. It was like high energy. I was, was like, whoa. I liked it, though. You did good. <laughs> um, oh, I liked how it was just mid-sentence, like, oh, oh, oh hey. <laughs> <laughs> What are you doing here? 
If you didn't listen to the previous episode, uh, here, uh, I have, I'm gonna, okay, I'm Jeff, Cole Watkins is here. You, yo. Don't you dare. That's Ron I'm talking. Nope. Ronald. Uh. Ronald. <laughs> James Baker is here. Hello. Uh, these, we got together at the end of January to do this, we're in the same room and the same microphones and everything. So we're, we basically got together and we just, we all brought stuff we could, wanted to recommend to each other and to listeners and, uh, we're basically doing it again. Uh, it's five months later and we're gonna, we've, I guess we've seen some new movies, we've played some new video games, we've watched new shows, we've gone to new restaurants. I don't, I don't know what kind of stuff we're recommending. It's probably mostly movies and TV. And Cole's got a new movies. lung. We've made some new tastes. Yeah, I got a new lung. Uh, are you serious? I can't. No, I didn't. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't. no. <laughs> can you get a lung transplant? Is yeah, that... you can. Oh, dude, yeah. But you, just have, you have to be on a waiting list for a while. Like, how... What is that? Like, how's that bad... What's, what's like the difference in weight between that and waiting for like a heart or waiting for a kidney? I think the heart's probably the top of the list. Okay. Because you can survive on one lung, but you only got one heart. Yeah, but I'm saying, but it's like, what if that one lung is, <clears throat> is crapola and you, you just need that one replacement lung to replace your existing lung? I think you can manage. How does one lose a lung anyway? Like cancer? I don't know, but yeah. you know how people always need a lung and then like your mom or your brother can give you their other lung because you only need one? It's, I've, I've usually hear that story whenever it's like comes to like kidneys. It's like not so much to use for lungs. It's like I need a new kidney. My My cousin gave me his kidney. I think if you have one lung, you're good. Your capacity is just smaller for breathing but if you have like a lung disease that's just like in both lungs then you can get like a transplant okay so if someone spears you through the lung goodbye lung still going strong all right uh y'all <laughs> shut up shut up for a second um, i was gonna say oh i was gonna i meant to say this earlier but uh the Sometimes I think last time we recorded, we turned the air conditioner off because it's kind of noisy. So you're gonna hear that, and uh, I would turn it off, but it's like 105 or 10 degrees or something outside. And tech, we all live in Texas. It's hot, and we it's 97 degrees. Sounds like your air conditioner needs a new <laughs> it's lung. Been very hot. So it's only 10 degrees off. There's some noise. There's gonna be some noise. Yeah. And I'm sorry. I'm gonna try to get rid of it later in the editing thing, but it probably won't work. <laughs> did okay? Did y'all want to? I, I I feel like that was kind of a helpful conversation you were having before I told <laughs> you to shut up. I think we came to the end of it. <laughs> okay. When we've all decided not to give up any lungs, yeah. If anyone needs one. Okay. Like if if you guys need my lung, you know. That I won't give it to you. You can forget it. <laughs> Just so everyone knows, this is... Um, the Jeff Grant's Evolving Podcast is not trying to disparage people who are needing lung transplant. Right. <laughs> Just don't ask me for one. 
I'll and, give one. And there's probably better podcasts if you want to know factual information about. There is actually. There's the lung cast. <laughs> <laughs> and they have people who have had lung transplants. We are so funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, do y'all want to start recommending stuff? Sure. Yeah. What's what's the order of things? Are we is it gonna be complete uh, chaos? Or are we gonna go in a, around and around? Um, okay, I have some coins here, so I can flip. Oh yeah. Heads clockwise, tails counterclockwise. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Heads. Oh. What the hell Wait. happened there? It spun. For you listeners, you Jeff kind of flipped it, and then it started spinning too fast for the momentum he had going on it. It was almost a poltergeist. I wanted it yeah. to like bang on this table by the microphone but it, it was more like a yeah uh it's a tail tail to... counter okay I'm so... Glad was paying uh, so counterclockwise is so like is it starting with the, you okay counterclockwise from the ceiling or from the floor <laughs> that's the same <laughs> it is is it no is it Okay, James. So, yeah. I go first. James and then, then Ron and then Ronald. we'll go this way. Ronald. Okay. Well, I'll, He's I think... Ron this whole time. Oh, I, I guess I'll start with uh, Audible. You guys like listening to, to books? Yeah. Because <laughs> I do. And um, recently I listened to the complete Norse mythology as told by Neil Gaiman. I like Neil Gaiman. He it's always good when the author themselves actually themselves actually voices their novel or whatever oh, written yeah. fiction that they've that they've put onto the page. But also Neil Gaiman, he has a very pleasant voice and he does a really good job of bringing life to the characters and the voices and he tries to give things that added personality and he's British, so you feel like you're a refined human being <laughs> when you're listening to it. But, um, yeah, it's really cool. I mean, also, uh, he even talks about this in the book. Um, Norse mythology has a history of being a... Uh, ver- ver- these tales have been told verbally over the years. Like That's how that's how they were passed down. They weren't, like, written down necessarily. They were just people sitting around a campfire. And the storyteller would sling tales of Odin and Thor and Loki and it's it's really cool. He tries to keep things in like a more or less uh, chronological order like the origin of of like all the realms. It starts with that and then it, of course it ends with Ragnarok and all, all the stories in between. So yeah, I mean it's uh, I mean if you don't have time I know people have always talked about how they struggle to find the time to read nowadays, but mm-hmm. um, Audible is great if you're just listening, if you're in your car and you just want to listen to something that isn't necessarily music. I'm I'm getting pretty up there in the years now, so I'm not as down with all the cool music, the hip and trendy musics, but I, I do like to listen to a, a good audiobook every now and then. So, does Neil Gaiman do a pretty good Chris Hemsworth when he reads it? <laughs> and Tom Hiddleston? Uh, 
he probably does a better Tom Hilson than he does uh, Chris Hemsworth because um, the Thor. It's hard to get that deep musky voice. Well, um, the Thor in Norse mythology is a lot different than the Thor in Marvel Comics. Thor in Norse mythology, he's kind of like a big, dumb brute. Not like a charming, blonde Adonis from Australia like he is in the, in the movies, you know. He's just like a big idiot, and he hits things really hard with Mjolnir, and then they usually die. But he's kind of, like I said, he's kind of a, a dullard. And an ape and a fool. I was gonna ask: Is Audible a? Is it a subscription thing or is it you buy? Yeah, it's one? a subscription thing, and if you have, it's it's linked to Amazon too. Oh, okay. So it's like you go to Amazon and you can link your accounts, and uh, they'll usually have promotional deals going on. I think right now, like normally, you pay like nine dollars a month. Oh, that's but I, I found a deal where I think I'm only paying like five because I signed up oh. for like three months in a row or something. I committed to three months. I, I, that's about to run out, so I need to check on that. But um, but like, yeah, if you subscribe to Audible, it's $9 a month. And it might be 15 but I'm pretty sure it's 9 Um And uh, you get to listen to like the books that are free on there. Like they have a collection of books that you can listen to that you don't have to buy. Uh, but also, with every month, they will give you a free credit that you can use to buy books that you would normally have access to within their catalog oh, or whatever. Cool. So, it's, uh, if you think about it, like, $9 a month, that's about a cost of a book anyway. And so, you can subscribe to Audible, get all the benefits of being a subscriber, and then you get your money's worth in that month's allotment of, uh, you know that book for that month that you paid for. Okay. And um, you can get listen to cool stuff like Neil Gaiman's North, Norse Mythology, like I did. Cool. I like audio books, but I never... I don't listen to them enough. Usually because they're... Well, they're pretty expensive if you just buy, yeah, buy like, them regularly. I think some of them can be like $25, but like I said with Audible, you can get something that's $25... And get it and buy that with what your free credit, and so that's a, like that's at least like a fifty fifty percent discount if you're just a subscriber to Audible, you know. Um, I I find it to think that um, I mean I haven't really listened to like a really long novel like Stephen King yet, mm-hmm. but I do like like the short stories or like like I already mentioned North, North mythology of course like those are kind of like it's just a bunch of series of tales sort of like strung together. So, like, if you're making, like, a 5 to 15 minute car ride, that's usually long enough to listen to, like, one of the stories. And I've also gotten, like, uh, um, is, is it Ari, is Howard, Ari he Howard, the guy who wrote Conan? I forget. Oh, um, I got, it's the same guy who did Sherlock, isn't it? No, I don't, I don't think so. Uh, Conan the Barbarian. Conan Barbarian. He's the same guy that did, uh... Anyway. Lost World or whatever. Didn't... No, that's Michael Crichton. No, not Jurassic Park. Like, the original Lost World. Um, never mind. I'll figure it out. Um, maybe if 
Maybe we could Google it on our telephone. <laughs> yeah, we do yes, have we telephones here. Well, I, I'm anyway. I was just saying stuff that I've gotten. I mean, I've I've got the Conan the Barbarian, and I've also got uh, a bunch of Tales Sir by H.P. Arthur Love. Conan Doyle. Is that who it is? No. Oh. Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> That's right. It's Arnold. Yes, Arnold Schwarzenegger wrote all of them. But uh, I right now the the books Robert that I've e. got Howard. Robert E. Howard. Yeah. I, th- I think I said that right. Is that what I said? You said something like that. No, uh, you're. I think you're wrong. I said. Oh. <laughs> well, anyway, I, I right now I'm mainly just focusing on getting audiobooks that are like that, like wherever it's like H.P. Lovecraft or whatever. Uh-huh. Or and I'm, I think the next book I plan on getting is like um, Greek mythology. So I just, like I said, just a bunch of short stories told. Uh, Verbally, I was gonna say like, because uh, I mean, I think my, I think podcasting is po- listening to podcasts is probably my version of what you're talking about as far as like listening to stuff mm-hmm. a lot. And uh, there are a lot, there are a lot of like, if there's some older book that you're wanting to read that's kind of like, uh, over, uh, fifty years old or it's like free domain type, mm-hmm. it's already entered the free domain. A lot of times. There, you can go on, you can like search for it in the podcast feed, and someone's done like a, they've just kind of made one oh, okay. of that book. Like uh, I've listened to, oh. uh, I listened to uh, what was it? Like the Wizard of Oz, and uh, uh, Uncle Tom's Cabin once. I just listened to um, Dracula, or I got about halfway through it. Oh really? I'm not done with it. Through the free domain audible thing. Oh, cool. So. Well, that's my first thing. (laughs) (laughs) Just talk about our feelings. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Me now, I guess, huh? Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) He's going to actually recommend stuff. Last time he just, he didn't understand what we were doing. Nope. He was like... What about outlets, guys? <laughs> Man, that sounded just like me. <laughs> okay, sorry. Go ahead. Um, just been practicing. Yeah, me understand now. Okay, first one I got to band. Oh, music. Um, it's one called Proto Martyr. Proto Martyr. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's this band out of Detroit. They kind of do post-punk stuff, so slower but edgy still. <clears throat> Uh, I seen them not long ago. They have three albums out, and uh, they just came out with an EP not long ago, which actually, what's Kim Deal's sister from the Pixies and the Breeders? Uh, I forgot her name. Anyways, I would know her if you didn't just ask me. That sounds stupid. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, she's she actually Kelly? is. Yeah, Kelly Deal. She does backing vocals on two of the oh, cool. new songs in the EP they released. But um, they're a really cool band. I like them a lot. Uh, when I saw them, the lead singer's kind of an older guy in regards to the rest of the band. So they're a bunch of cool young guys in the band. And then the lead singer is kind of like just this... Vampire? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he. when I saw him, he was in a blue blazer, blue slacks, dress shoes, and a Detroit Lions Hat, like baseball hat 
<laughs> but he just totally played the part and fit in the band perfectly and he's a really really smart guy um there's a podcast actually out called creative control with k's instead of c's i think it's a drummer podcast i can't remember but um he actually was on it and they actually did a rundown of all the songs the last lp they did mm -hmm. and he's really 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 a smart guy and i like them a lot they do really interesting music they I like when bands are noisy sometimes, but not to where it's just unbearable, and they do it perfect. Like, uh, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, uh, are, they, are they still melodic? Yeah, but then they'll just hit like a sour note for a few bars and then go back into it where it's just enough, you know? So bipolar, kind of. Yeah. Bipolar rock. Kind of. This is going to sound stupid. Are is it similar to System of a Down in that way? Where, like, they'll have, like, these beautiful melodies and then they go crazy every now and then? Or yeah, is that completely... actually, one of the Proto Modern songs starts where he goes, Wake up. <laughs> Trying to put on a little bit of makeup. <laughs> Just wanted to. Oh, right, okay. So, right up my alley, I'll go listen to it. <laughs> no, I know what you're talking about, though. It's kind of similar, yeah? Yeah. Um, what are they called again? Proto Martyr. One word. Mm. Proto Martyr from Detroit. Detroit, Michigan, United States. Um, I'm going to type, whenever I do the description for this episode, Like I'm going to type out what everybody said. So if you're wondering what we said, like read the description. It'll say, like, you just put a bunch of question marks by mine. I'll have to go through and Google all this stuff and be like, how do I spell it? Oh, wait, I thought you were actually going to write out a written transcript of everything oh. we are talking about. <laughs> I can read through all my different, like, uhs and ahs and uh, this thing. Does the uh count? This should yeah. be out by September, yeah. beginning of September. <laughs> we open the closet and his grandma's just typing everything we say. <laughs> I think that was it. So I guess we're not staying in the same genre. We're just flip which, whichever matter. we want to do first. Um, I have a Netflix television series um, called Big Mouth. Oh, I, that I, I know really I've like. seen that. Yeah, and it's got uh, Nick Kroll. It's an animated. I showed you guys a couple. Yeah, that's right. Um, it's animated. Family friendly. No, not at all. Um, it's uh, it's like kids struggling with puberty, and there's like a uh, puberty monster that comes out and tells them to masturbate all the time. Well, well maybe but, yeah. if your family is filled with just preteens and teenagers, then yeah. it can be family friendly. I was wondering when I was watching it, because like, it feels like it's a show about puberty for like grown-ups. Yeah, know? yeah. To where it's like... So don't show kids I don't, but going I don't know, through like, puberty yet? I don't know if maybe they're... <laughs> Maybe it, a part of it would be good for kids, but I wouldn't show it to any kids. Because <laughs> he doesn't like showing kids stuff that's good for him. We prefer to oh. make kids feel ashamed about their bodies. <laughs> it, that show is... Uh, I, don't, I won't say too much. I want you to say your thing. Okay, well, I was just going to say it's got Nick Kroll, John Mulaney, Jenny Slate, Fred Armisen. It's a star-studded cast. It, yeah, it has a great cast. And they're... Um, I, I, should, I don't want to talk too much. This is your thing. No, we're this is a collaboration. Right oh, Jeff, going on right come now. on, come on, talk. I, I, 
That's one of those shows where I, I liked it. when I, I think I still have like three or four episodes left. I don't think I finished the whole thing. I know thing. he's going to talk this much. But, uh, <laughs> let's see. When did I start that? Uh, must have been, uh, I think I started it on a Saturday night. Man. Still got to go check the old journal. <laughs> the old journal. Uh, and what was it? Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's much more like graphic and like it, it, it's it's your you're like whoa they, they, oh my yeah, gosh they actually <laughs> showed that. yeah they actually showed some stuff that i wasn't expecting <clears throat> it was like all in joking like yeah funny but like like i would laugh at something and then i felt like i don't know like i could never recommend this on a podcast i just wouldn't feel <laughs> good about myself you know what i mean it's like oh. kind of, yeah, I, I don't feel good about myself so this, at all, ever. this time Cole only had two <laughs> recommendations? Yeah, we just cut this whole... No. I, I, I did like... I like the show, and it, it's really... The people that make it are really funny. Yeah. And uh, I thought it was very unique. But it's also one I would be like, okay, you might like it. You don't don't even, well, it's touch diff- it's don't diff- even watch the trailer. It's about, it's about kids going through puberty through the lens of an adult. So it's hilarious, yeah. but yeah. like when you're a kid, it's not funny at all. No, but yeah, a boner filled nightmare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> what uh, do you cut out of these? I didn't cut. <laughs> like, what's your line? Just the awkward silence. Uh, I thought <laughs> of something I would cut out earlier, but it's not. I'm, it's so stupid. Like it's, it's it's not. Uh, I'm trying to think of how to mention it. Boner filled nightmare. <laughs> <sighs> no man, I'll leave. I like that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have more. <laughs> I don't really edit. I, I think I, there was something that like I thought if I mentioned a thing that. Okay, someone told me something mm-hmm. the other day, and I thought. I hope I... I'm not going to mention it on the podcast, but I was like, if I mentioned that thing, I would edit that part out just in case another person heard it. Mm. And what was that? <laughs> it's really not a... It's it's not a big deal. I know it sounds more interesting because I'm not telling you what it is. <laughs> it's not interesting. I'll tell you later. Did okay. he use a curse word? What? Was there a curse word involved? No. Oh. It's the stu- it's really stupid. Like if I told you, you'd be like, "Why did you make it so mysterious?" <laughs> Jeff, what curse word was it? <laughs> it was about wieners. <laughs> Jeff, <laughs> Jeff, okay. what's your favorite curse word? What? <laughs> I can't hear you. <laughs> That's a ridiculous. I have like, yeah, I have these earbuds like right in my ear, like well, connected to a microphone right in front of his face. Like earbuds, I can definitely hear him. But you got them out of a plastic package that said like earplugs, and there's no cord or anything. <laughs> Y'all sound great. <laughs> um, Moving on. I was talking to James before you guys got here, and. I think we we're both saying like it's hard to think for some last time it was easier to think of stuff to recommend than this time and I, my my theory is because it's summer and like all the movies that you've seen are mostly movies that everybody's seen yeah and also there's like less TV 
And uh, I, I, I felt like I, I wrote down a bunch of ideas, but a lot of them are like kind of broad and like, huh? What? Throw one out there. Fishing. Um, like some, one of these, okay, this is one, I'm, it's a weird thing to recommend because it's really popular, but I'm recommending it more because I want to talk about it more than because it's, uh, yeah. Do y'all play Fortnite? <laughs> uh uh-uh. uh. I actually don't. You don't? I'm I'm actually one of those people who has missed the uh the bus on that one. I've heard Ooh. of it, but I've never really looked into what it is or what it's about. Did you say when you said bus, was that like a pun because there's a bus in the game? <laughs> it was an unintentional pun. He's like, I've been playing it every day for the last <laughs> month. I have not played it. You haven't played it? No. I thought you might have. I I have the means to. I choose not to. Man. He's a conscientious objector to uh, Fortnite. Okay. Now now that I have a feel for the audience in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I support no, it, by the way. I'm interested. I don't yeah. know what it's... What is it? Like, I know it's a video game, but I don't know what you do in it. Uh, okay. Uh, it's It's... Like I think it's like the most popular video game like right right now, and it's on pretty much every si- system, and you can play it on phones, um, computers, and you know it's on Xbox and PlayStation, and it came on Switch like a month ago. I I have a Switch. I don't have the other systems, and it's free, which is a big deal for it. It's free to play, and then you can like every. I think there it's like they have like these ten week seasons where you can pay like ten dollars and basically like you kind of when you play it you you get new like costumes and uh dance moves and stuff like all this stuff in the game so is it like capture the flag type of game where you it's have like a and... did you ever play player unknowns battleground or any like battle royale type game no it's uh basically you like you have you you sign on and it you say you're like ready for the, for your 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 fight or whatever and then uh it matches you with a hundred other people mm-hmm. who are all online like right now like playing and then it like there's a big flying bus okay. and everyone and it goes over this island and uh basically you jump out and it's like the last person deaths. alive wins the game so it's like a hundred people like all fall down and then uh there's this uh kind of big circle they call it the storm and like there's like a countdown and like every couple minutes like it shrinks a little more and if you're outside the storm then you're like lose health basically you you parachute down and you have to go like find like weapons and all this kind of stuff and yeah. then you fight. E- then you have to like fight each other. It's like a lot of shooting people, and but it's called Fortnite because it was, or like originally it was a a totally different game where you like build these forts, and I think they're they were trying to combine like a like a shooting type games with like Minecraft type stuff. I think, and the, and the and it's also very like uh, the art style is like Pixar type. It's like computer it's kind of childlike even though you're like killing people <laughs> or whatever 
but it's not violent. It's it's more like you shoot them and then they like kind of hologram out like kind of thing. Uh, so it's really popular with kids and young younger people. Uh, but it's really it's it's weird. Like I I'd heard about it. I I, I think I saw it on like the Today Show. It came out. I think the original game, which was kind of like a story and it had like a a quest inside of it kind of thing. That came out like about a year ago and it's still like early, like an early access type game. So they're still like updating it and changing it and all this kind of stuff. And then they put out the Battle Royale version like last August, September, October, somewhere around there. And they, they just kind of threw it out, like just kind of as an extra way to play it. And it like blew up into this like global phenomenon thing to where most people that play or play that version, the Battle Royale version, uh, and ha- haven't ever played the other. I've never played the original version. And you can play cross console or is it are uh, you only grouped with? That's like, one thing what? I'm confused about. I thought you could, but uh, like I know that like if like my account is on my Switch. It, you, like you make an account, and then uh, I can I can play in on my account on my phone, and I can play I could play it on like an Xbox, but like PlayStation is like not a part of it. Like they they haven't like agreed to be with everybody else. So a lot of people like uh, they play it on PlayStation like one time, and then it like that's that's more or less true. Uh, you can still play with people on PlayStation, but like. If you play on your PlayStation 4, your stuff tied to your account won't carry over to other platforms. Oh, okay, yeah. But everything else is true. I think, like, if you play on PC and if you play on Switch, like, all your goodies and, like, your costumes and, like, your dances and uh, emotes or whatever, those should all still carry over. But I know for sure, like, if you play on xbox and pc like all your stuff is like linked to your account so you don't you don't yeah. lose anything based upon which um method you use to get online you know yeah okay but you can still you can totally play with playstation people because what you're i i, I know a lot about it because i watch a lot of twitch the online yeah. streaming service and like the most famous um, Fortnite player on Twitch, his name's Ninja. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. His stream blew up because <laughs> he played with Drake, and he got like all all these all these people. I think he had like maybe over like maybe like five hundred thousand people watching or something like that. It was just crazy numbers. Yeah. He was like breaking all kinds of records just because Drake was with him. And Drake plays on the PlayStation Four, and so but Ninja plays on the pc but they are still in the same group together oh console gamers man i i kind of like i I wanted to mention it because it's one of those things where you're like oh let's see how this is (laughs) this will be fun (laughs) whatever oh it's free to play so i'll try it and then like i'm just like constantly like i gotta get back into another match and see if i can win this (laughs) i've never won i've never won a like one of the big fights i've gotten to second place like but but it it's pretty it's really fun because it kind of makes you like have to figure out your strategy and it's really crazy like but it's also like one thing I like about it is it's really playful to where like I feel like if you if if I got killed in the game and if it was a different game I'd get real mad and like 
upset with the other players, but it's almost like a, wow, they're better than me. And then right yeah. after the, it kills you, like it shows you basically like the, the view of the person that killed you. Like it kind of goes into their mode and you can like watch them mm-hmm. play or whatever. And uh, it's usually like a, uh, yeah, they look like they know more what they're doing than I do. And then you wish you were them. <laughs> and I pretend like I'm that person. Do they let you, your corpse, just kind of walk around as a ghost and shake hands with everyone who killed you? Because that would be... Uh-huh. Okay, cool. No, yeah. no. Oh. No, it, it's like a... It sounds like a spooky game. Like it, it shoots you and then it, it's like there's this, um, it's like there's this like hologram thing that like, you just kind of disappear like into this like blue. Okay, okay. that's too scary, Jeff. <laughs> I, I was just gonna say it's a very like playful type uh, community. There's a neat community around it to where like it it feels like like I play my one of my friends, uh, his son plays. He's like eight years old. And how many, win- how many wins does his son have? Has his son won a game? I yet? don't want to talk about that. <laughs> oh man, is it like a cult then? No. Oh, I don't know. I feel like we're talking too long about this now. <laughs> it's like a gang. Okay. It's but I, I was gonna say it's 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 pretty fun. Like it's more fun than you would think. Uh, I can show y'all later. Are y'all y'all wanted to stop this and we can Maybe just play Fortnite, <laughs> play video game. Uh, no, I like that suggestion. Games is fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, My second. It, but it's it's a weird thing to recommend. I did. I thought that I'd say it, and everyone would be like, "Oh man, I love this game. I play it <laughs> on my phone." It like no endears you to the audience. Like, yeah, people listening to this are like, "These guys don't, don't have never played Fortnite." <laughs> what? And they're like ten years old. I I probably know more about Fortnite than this. people that have actually. played I'm surprised it. that you haven't played it. I have Honestly. watched I've watched people stream it like a lot. One but. thing that's cool about it too, I'm trying to stop talking about it. I keep thinking. Sounds it. like you're trying to keep talking about it's, it though. It, you know how like some games like you, <laughs> well, most games you play it and it's like it just keeps going and it's like, you know, twenty hours or however. Yeah, you just lose time. Like this game, like every round is, like if you make it, the longest you can play in a round is like about Two twenty weeks. minutes or so, twenty mm. twenty five minutes. And usually you're probably gonna die in like five or ten minutes. Well, Jeff, what I from like I, you're gonna start thinking that I played the game, but I haven't. I promise I've never yeah, played yeah, it. Yeah. But uh, played it. The the the, totally... the ninja guy, the guy who's like the number one streamer for it. He's he says ninja. if you want to get better at it, don't go for wins. Just go to like the most densely populated combat zone. And just keep getting into fights over and over again until you get good at killing people. And then you can actually start trying to win the game. If you actually want to start uh, yeah. getting wins and stuff. That's my motto for life. You know? James is ninja and he loves Fortnite. <laughs> Do you see this? I just pulled a notebook out of this box. It's a piece of paper and it has one to a hundred. Mm-hmm. And it's on the top it says a hundred times at Tilted Towers. That's like the city, like this, like the dense, most densely yeah, populated like that, place. Yeah, that's where everybody goes to, like you know. So I'm going. I'm, I'm I'm doing that. What he just said, like I didn't oh, want to show. So you, I didn't so want y'all to so see you know, this, but you know. now. Well, Jeff, I mean, I can look at it on my own. You're like holding my head up to the notebook, like really hard. <laughs> so far, I have uh, gone 37 times to it. And well, now uh, he's like grabbing his ears and. Uh, 
Okay. We're not talking about anything okay. else. Now. I saw it. I saw it. Just chill out. Can you sit back down? Thank you. <laughs> Somebody wow, talk. I get say, really aggressive James, there. <laughs> James, say your thing. Let's get to another thing. I feel like I'm. Okay. I'm too excited about Fortnite. Jeff, sit down. Come on, relax. Well, I also have a video game, <laughs> but first, I'm gonna talk about a movie that, Ooh, I, that I saw. What teasers? Um, came out. I don't know if it came out like a couple weeks ago, but it's called "Sorry to Bother You." Yeah. And uh, you just watch the trailer if you want. And I don't know any of the names of the actors. I just know stuff that they've been in. And I'm already having a really hard time remembering names lately. Whenever it comes Lakeith to actors, Stanfield. Tessa Thompson. Didn't they yeah, have Tessa Thompson. Joaquin yeah. Phoenix? Or am I thinking of something else? Army <laughs> Hammer? No. Yeah, Army Hammer's in it, yeah. Have oh, you seen it? That's not a real name, is it? Have I seen haven't it? seen it. I, I want to see it. I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, Jeff, that's why I have Jeff here. Jeff can tell that's you all the actors that are in it. Um, I just I just recognize them from things that I've seen. Um, but it's about, it's basically Navy like a... Seals uh, in it. Army Hammer's in it. Marine screwdriver. It's got in this it guy in it. <laughs> I, I don't know what it, I wasn't really pinching Jeff, ta- cut pinching this part the out. story, but Jeff, just go ahead and cut this part out. And then cut <laughs> talk start it back over whenever James starts back. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's just let's just talk about actors that are James that uh, work keep in this Hollywood. part in. Keep it in. What is that how does that sound like, guys? Does that sound like a good idea? Just You talk. Talk us tell us about this movie. Because I do I really do want to see this movie. Oh, okay. Well it's um <laughs> It's hard to describe because it's so eclectic and weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess the main you already hook, sold me. <laughs> hook of it is that it's about a guy who works at a call center. And, um, you know, he works his way up the ranks or whatever. But it's sort of like this modern existentialist nightmare in terms of, like, the modern workplace in America right now. Especially if you're, like, blue-collar... And you're working in, like, a soul-crushing environment, like, you know, like, in a call center where you're basically just there to... That's one of the main jokes of the movie is where it's just stick to the script. So as long as you just, you just read a script, you're you're calling people up, you're a complete stranger, you enter in their lives. There's actually a really funny sequence in the movie where um, he's at work, right, and he's at his desk with, like, his headset... And so to sort of, like, emphasize the fact of how socially awkward it is for him to be calling people up and they're at, and they, you know, at, when they're at home and they have their own lives or whatever, it literally <laughs> shows, like, his desk, like, sort of fall through the ceiling. You know, like, somebody's, like, in the bath, <laughs> like, in their bathroom taking a bath. <laughs> like, he's in their, he's in their bathroom with them or whatever, you know, while they're, while they're, like, half naked or whatever. Mm. And he sort of has to, like... And they, they emphasize it even more. They sort of like put him like right, like he's face to face with them or whatever. Like mm. if they're sitting on the toilet. So it's it's a bunch of funny visuals like that, and it's uh it's like sounds sexy. It's a it's definitely like it's based in reality, but it's definitely like an alternate reality. Like it's very surreal, surreal, and it's got like that uh, magic realism to it or whatever. Because um, obviously. Especially the stuff that happens like in the third act, like that. There's, that does not. Th- this would not happen in real life, you know. But um, it's got a really, it's got a really fun sense of humor to it, and at the same time, they like to, like I said, give you like a, 
existential like identity crisis during the course of the movie where it's like <laughs> this is all this is all horrifying what does it mean to even be a human being anymore like how what it what is the role of society and how is it what, what is it subjecting us to nowadays you know as you know you know in terms of like human dignity is concerned is concerned nowadays but um i know it, the guy the, I'm sorry. No, no. The, the guy that directed it, yeah. Boots Riley, I think. Yeah. He he wrote and directed it, mm-hmm. and he he's he was he's like a rapper or a, some kind of musician, and he did the some of the music for the movie too. Yeah. And also, I just saw this on Twitter today because he someone thought that he did all the music, but uh, this band Tune Yards did yes. the uh, sound. I, and Tune Yards is really good. Yeah. There's someone I would recommend if I just forgot. But. Yeah, I didn't know I didn't know any of that going in. I knew like the guy wrote and directed it, but whenever I started hearing Tune Yards, I was like, oh, that's that's Tune Yards. That's pretty cool. But like if you've heard, I mean, like if you listen to like a Tune Tune Yards song or Tune Yards album, it's 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 very kind of like off kilter. Mm-hmm. It's 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 very I guess uh, um, fitting that they chose a band like the Tune Yards to score the movies because that's that surprised me. I was like, whoa, yeah. oh my gosh, that's awesome. Whenever I listen to a Tune Yards song, I go, up. Oh. <laughs> well, that's I'm sure the movie will make you do that too, Ron. If you ever see it or rent it. Okay, I have a, a question. Did you see it? Did you have to drive very far to watch this movie? No, I saw it at uh, the mall. Oh, really? Here. Like, yeah. Okay. The rave. That's where I usually I go. saw it on a Sunday night, like at ten o'clock. And the rave's <laughs> been pretty good about showing stuff that's kind of a little bit rare. Like they showed that Best Friends movie there. Mm-hmm. I want to see that movie Eighth Grade, that Bo Burnham movie. I was wondering. I don't think it's. Come, I, heard I don't think that. it's hit like a wide release yet. What you guys know about Bollywood movies? <laughs> the rave shows Bollywood movies all the time. What was that one that I told you guys to see and then y'all saw it? So it was like the rip off of the X Men or whatever. Yeah, it was <laughs> like the X Men or awesome. the Matrix or something. It was just it was just Indian people with like mutant powers basically. I can't even Sounds remember. Sounds awesome. I can't even remember what that movie is about. They're all most of them are just huge rip offs of right. just stuff from Hollywood. You know. Speaking of like existential crises from movies, do you guys remember the first movie? That made you kind of freak out, like existential crisis. Event Horizon. Really? When they did the flashback to what happened on Earth before they were up on the thing. I haven't seen it since I was a kid, but I remember I that scared the crap. I haven't either, and I don't remember what. That Everyone is. was eating each other. Oh. It was like a final log of what happened down on the surface. Whoa. Yeah. Okay, Whoa. existential crisis. You mean like, kind of like a what does it all mean? Like what? Or yeah, a, or like yeah, yeah kind of a. F- afraid for what you are or what am i you know i guess that's more of the identity crisis but yeah either one anything that contradicts your sense of self and mental well-being man this this podcast just got way more interesting i can tell you mine the never-ending story oh the part at the end where the princess girls like talking about how they were with him when he took the book in the library and she's talking about the audience and I started freaking out like like I was on an acid trip or something. I was like, what? <laughs> I have a memory of 
I don't know if it was like existential sounds more uh, dramatic than what I, I think I was just terrified. That's all mine. Was. But like, uh, I think it was like Superman two or there was this part. I, I remember it being on TV, and it, I think it had been on TV a couple times, and I had to like run away like every time it was on, and it was there was like a kid. It was like at Niagara Falls, and he's like standing. Oh yeah, bike, and he's yeah. like kind of hanging him by a bar and then he like switches hands and switches hands or something like I haven't seen it since then but I remember as a kid just being like <laughs> did you ever I, I remember like getting up and running into the next room and like having to be like is it over did is you ever over? see what happened I think Superman came and saved him that's right <laughs> Superman saved him that was, see, too, that was too intense see you left too early you left too early I knew what hap- I knew what was gonna happen, but it was I don't know like it was too I don't remember how intense. old I was, four years old or something. Well, uh, I guess my pick would be I'll, I won't just go for the scare thing, but um, I I remember seeing Fight Club like opening night in oh, the yeah. theater, mm. and uh, I know that's a very bro movie or a very bro answer nowadays, but like I don't think most of the bros caught on until like that movie got released on DVD. But like, yeah, it's got um, a cult bro following. Yeah, it's like it's like it. Saying your favorite film is Fight Club is basically like saying your favorite film is, um, like Reservoir Dogs <laughs> or uh, or Braveheart. Ronald what? is raising I'm his hand. I'm not kidding. That's my favorite movie. No, I I, I love it too. But like, you know what I mean? There's like, I'm there's generic. definitely like a bro yeah. thing behind it. Like I have a smaller frontal lobe. No. I I maybe I'm maybe I'm being too harsh. No, I'm missing. I'm missing with you. Okay, yeah, it, it's it's definitely like a buzzworthy type. There's more to that answer. movie than there is on the surface. There. Well, it's kind of yeah. like yeah. A, I have opinions on Fight Club. We should do a whole podcast about we, Fight Club. We could, we could do. That. Um, it's kind of like uh, the same thing with like Prestige. You know, it has that the first time you see it, like there's this big twist, and it makes you view the different all the different sides of the movie. And the second time you he's see his it, you're brother. Like, you understand. Yeah. It's... <laughs> hey, finish what you were saying about Fight Club and your, your existential. Just oh, blared yeah, it out. Just, uh... <laughs> it, that was basically They're the it. same person. Just like, I mean, like, whenever he's um, talking about, like, um, consumerism and how we oh, yeah. attach our identity, our own self worth with, like, how much stuff we own. Or, like, what kind of job we have. There's that famous line or whatever where it's, like, you're not your job. You're not your, your bank khakis. account. You're not, you're, you're not your fucking khakis, yeah. So, I mean, uh, th- th- to me, that's what I think of whenever I think of uh, existentialism and asking thought-provoking <laughs> questions about who you want to be and the type of person you are now, that sort of thing. I'm like, uh, like I want to go into a whole thing about Fight Club, but I don't know. If... We we don't got time, man. I want to beat up my dad. I feel like what... <laughs> I feel like what? <laughs> like what if I, I, this is my thought I right now? I want to beat up both my dads. I feel like if I said what I <laughs> want to say about Fight Club right now, like Ron would Ronald would uh, stand up and like, punch me in the face, and, like we'd start a Fight Club. No, like, man, right I'm a pacifist. Then. It's it's not I'd like real you, negative. It's I'd more like a thought I had the last time I saw it. Like, 
I'm just gonna say it because now it's oh, stupid. No. Just do it, man. Rip the bandaid off. I saw like I remember watching that when it came out, and uh, I I was 19. Came out in 1999. Yeah. Uh, yep. And uh, hold on. and I I loved it like right right when the first time I saw it, and uh. I, I don't know. I, I think it's a movie where... It, it's a, I think it, it's a satire. But you can also watch it. I think a lot of people don't get the joke of it. Or we the all satire were the, part of it. We all were the perfect age when that came out. Yeah, that's my, that's my thing. Is I rewatched it like a couple... I bought it. It's over there somewhere. But uh, I rewatched it and I was like... This was the perfect movie when I was 19. And I, I don't connect it to it. As much as I do, as much as I did then, mm. I still like respect it as like a well-made movie, and I like for what it's trying to do. Like I get it, but I was like, yeah, I'm not at the right. Age. I'm not at the same age. Like I don't. I'm not feeling everything like as well, much it's as not, I, It's not like, very watchable. I think. I think. Well, it's hard to watch after repeat video, re- repeat viewings. Excuse me, uh, especially if you know the twist or whatever at the end, where it's like you're sort of just waiting for things to play out, especially like. We already talked about we were all at the perfect age, so we probably watched it to death when we were whenever when it first came out. So like watching it now is just sort of just like listening to uh, you know like a a Led Zeppelin song for like the fiftieth time in a row. You know, like we've all heard "Stairway to Heaven." <laughs> it remind when I saw. I hope I. I feel like I'm gonna bother y'all saying this, or somebody. When I saw Deadpool, mm-hmm. it reminded me of how I felt when I saw Fight Club, kind of. And I remember thinking, like... That makes uh, sense. I remember thinking, like... Because I, I was sitting there, and I was looking around, and it was all, like, guys who were... like the, It's like a rated R movie, but it's it felt like it was, like, all, like, 16-year-old guys. Like every, I was like, this is a rated R movie that's made yeah. for, like, teenage boys kind of thing. Like, yep. it's more than it's for... It's not, like, funny in a... a as an adult going into it and yeah. everyone's like cussing and it's like overly I was kind of like I don't, I don't yeah. think it's extra funny because they're cussing or, or whatever because it's more it, it, was, it was weird it was like it's yeah, it's the, rebellious but you don't care after a certain that's the Nani point. movie man kids love it I whenever I saw it I think there were like I don't know how many teenagers I saw there and like at least a third of them were were not 17 and they quote unquote forgot to bring their ID whenever yeah. the guy was actually checking IDs. I was sixteen and... when I saw it. Really? Yeah. Deadpool? No, or, not no. Deadpool. Sorry. <laughs> That's <Like> impossible. <laughs> I'm seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> talking about Fight Club. Yeah. <laughs> it's a movie that that seems like it's made to be snuck it sneaking into. Like, snuck into. Uh, snuck into. Yeah. Snuck in. So you guys snuck are making in. me realize I'm same... very immature. I think. No, because I'm just eating it up when I see it, and I'm like cracking up well, with all the little. You're just not a fully mature. Well, well uh, I, I, I would disagree. Not fully like, that's the part where I didn't. I don't. I know everybody. I know people have different opinions, on, and I did like it as a, a movie, but I felt like I wasn't getting into. It was. It felt like a lot of like looking around, like people well, are like, Haha, this isn't like the normal superhero movie. <laughs> well, the way I kind of see it is it's like almost a parody of parodies. Like, it's making fun of itself mm-hmm. as much as, like, everything else. So, like, there is no real sense of danger in the entire movie because it's just a big joke, which is fun. 
<laughs> I know. I, I I know. If I saw the sequel, I'd probably I, I'd enjoy it. I, that was just a weird thought I had. I was like, this feels like it's for a specific age. Which I guess every movie kind of is. Yeah. So anyway, Have sorry. Sorry Mia? to bother you. That was my recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> Who are we on now? I think it's Ron's. Who are we, we now? We, we know, went on a big yeah. tangent there. Yeah, we did. That, we talked that, more about Fight Club than we did about the movie I. The fight, topic I there's brought. There's going to be a, a. In the description, there's going to be like a Fight Club tangent. <laughs> yeah. Moment, so Time stamp. Asterisk. Yeah. Go ahead. Asterisks. I said that wrong. Um, okay, so I have an affinity for Japanese shows <laughs> oh, and but, not anime. Um, I was at my daughter's house hanging out, and they showed me this show that was on M2 in the late aughts, and it was called Silent Library. I don't know if you guys remember this. MTV2? Yeah. Huh. It might have been MTV. Oh. I don't know. I'm so Wait, out of loop. That's been... an actual show? I thought that was just a segment on that one show, the Gaki, or am I, am I stepping over your stuff? My my show is Gaki no Sukaiyo. Yeah. <laughs> it was a uh, based off one episode of that, and MTV made its show off of it. Cool. Oh, so are you, are you talking about the American version? No. Oh, oh, okay. I thought you were doing a joke. You, where it's I like you, I prefer uh, the dumb American version over the. I kind of do actually. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Well, what's it about? Oh. <laughs> yeah, and what's it called? Because I got a James kind of took the wind on myself. <laughs> um, no, it's... So the American one is based off of one episode of this show in Japan called Gaki no Sakai. And it's tra- translated like, this isn't for kids. Uh, it's these... I forgot the term for it, but in Japan there's stand-up duos most of the time instead of just one stand-up person. So you have a straight man and then like a goofy guy. Well, it's about three of those teams. And the actual show's name is Downtown's Gaki no Sakai or whatever. Downtown's This Isn't For Kids. Uh, And Downtown is like this really famous duo since like the late 80s. And it's their show. And then they have two other teams of of the comic duos. And they just kind of... It's like a better jackass. Like they just do... Karate. (laughs) <laughs> no, it's just like a big prank show to see how like some of the stuff is very cringy instead of funny. So like there's like that stereotype of all the Japanese shows where people just get really hurt. They really take that like to that level. They're not so concerned with safety as we are here. Like well, not even that. Like so you had like Takeshi's Castle, which was yeah. MXC, right? Where that's funny when they get hurt. Yeah. This one you're like. Oh my god, that guy just ruptured his nut, I think, or something, you know, like... So they don't have to worry about a lawsuits there or something. Right. Where do you watch this? On YouTube? Yeah, there's there's actually really cool people that have translated and made subtitles of so many episodes of the show. Because um, I know you send me clips every now and then, and I... It's really not that funny. I don't know why I like it so much, and a lot of the jokes don't translate because you're not really getting like the flavor of like the way they deliver them. Cause yeah. I don't know Japanese at all, but yeah, I just 
I love that one clip you showed me where they were yeah. parroting the opening of that detective show. Yeah, so they had one episode where they had one of the producers. So they got everyone in a room. A producer breaks in dressed as this famous show. I forgot the name of it, but it's, it translates to Western Detective. <laughs> it's a tough guy cop show is yeah. all it is. And it's just based off like our like American ones. One of the producers is dressed as the main guy who's like the total like badass guy with like shades and a shotgun just like going around town beating ass and like arresting people. He walks in and goes, I can't do this by myself. Who's going to play blah, blah, blah. And he gets <laughs> mad at everyone. And then he goes, here. And he hands him a really weird object to try and find a game to pick who's going to play whatever in the next segment. So like he hands him a ball on one side. So he has to get with everyone and decide what game they have to play to eliminate everyone to see who's going to play this really dumb character. And it's like, there's absolutely no meaning to any of the segments, really. So every time they pick someone, they just keep playing the same clip of them yeah. walking down the street with the sun. Like, and it's this awesome, yeah. like, 70s style, like, I don't know, just, I don't know how you would describe it, the type of genre or whatever, but... Kind of sounds like Simon and Simon or like Dukes of Hazard or whatever type music. Like for... Starsky and Hutchish. Yeah, kind of yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's great. I'm probably making no sense till you see it. It's not that funny. It's just entertaining, and I really like stand up a lot and comedy in general. And so it's cool seeing like the Japan version of that. You know, like really respected people in comedy, and they get to do like their fun show over there. I think Japanese culture is like fascinating mm -hmm. like uh another uh, this is a different a sort of related but different topic but uh i found like on youtube you can find like uh, a lot of stuff but you can there's you can there's videos of like people just like they just have a camera and they just like walk around tokyo for like an hour like just mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They have like some really awesome camera, and it's like. And I never watched those. And you just, I've watched. I know I've. It, I'll I'll put like the my headphones on, and you can because you can hear like the people around and everything. It it it's like, I don't know what it is. Like I'll, I'll get so hypnotized just them walking through like. Yeah, no, that's sidewalks that's and great. All this kind of stuff. But. I think that would fall into the category of adventure vlogs. I think. I know there's there's people that just specialize in you that sort of thing. I watch a lot of videos um, where they just people that will go to like theme parks and yeah. There's definitely there's like a there's a tons of different channels that do this sort of thing. But the more popular ones, of course, the ones that people that live like in Orlando and they go to Disney World mm -hmm. and um, they'll just show you like all the different rides you can ride. But um, I remember watch watching one of those where like somebody. I'll probably never get to go there, but like somebody went to uh, Shanghai Disneyland, which is like in oh, yeah. China, or I think it's in Beijing, and yeah, they literally just walk like around the park or whatever. Yeah. And like, if they walk up to a ride, I'll pause it, and then try to find like a FOV of like the ride itself. Yeah. And then I'll watch like I'll like try to simulate me actually riding the ride and then i'll go back to the the video where they start walking around the park some more and just alternate between doing that sort of thing and he has like an old miner's car that he'll have me and cole like push on this yeah. little small <laughs> section of track while he's doing it yeah <laughs> and like especially when he's riding the ride like we have to blow in his hair cole's like he's like Stand like 15 feet away, but do okay. I gave you that script uh, of, to like try to get us to buy like a 
uh, Goofy doll or something like that. This one time he was really going for... Goofy doll. <laughs> he's going for like full immersion and he made me like throw up just to get the scent smell yeah. of the, like a, someone getting sick on the ride and I was just like traumatized by it. Mm. Never asked me. Anyway, were you, I kind of I kind of cut you off there, Jeff. I don't know if you had anything else you wanted to talk about with the watching the video. I think what, one thing that to me that's fascinating about <laughs> Japan is it's like it's it's almost like alien in a way, like because I mean, or it's uh, it's I, like I an alternate it, dimension. Yeah, that's I thought, what I would say. I thought of it when I was the, what made me get want to watch this stuff or look is uh, I watched the Blade Runner 2049, mm. and they filmed that in, uh, now I can't remember. I looked it up back, wait. It, Bangladesh Kong? or okay. maybe, or in my mind it was somewhere in like Japan or something. Anyway, I, and I was just like, why am I so interested in, or I was thinking about the original Blade Runner, like when they go to his apartment, and you're, like his cabinets are all like weird, and like everything's like, like they, they kind of, it, it's supposed to be futuristic, but it's also just like another culture Grimy. and like how they, yeah. And you're like, yeah. why is that I've kind of world like set. so? Like I could yeah. just stare at this and like I don't understand. And that made me want to like. I'm not kidding. When I've had places that didn't have a fluorescent light that would kind of flicker and then come on after a while, I was glad because it always <laughs> reminded me of his uh, apartment. That's really. It's weird. It's more. It's funny. like the atmosphere. But what I like about one about those videos where people are walking around, it's really weird having the head my headphones on because you expect a a city street to be like really noisy and it's like really quiet, and I'm I'm the whole time I'm like, did he just turn the volume down or like did he just not have a good microphone or is this everyone like really really quiet? No, they're just very well behaved. We're we're a bunch of uh, animalistic Westerners. We don't have to behave ourselves. I like all the little, um, the different, just the little tiny differences in culture to where it's like, okay, well, we have streets, you know, but they have this, it's like, they little, have little spin on this thing, like, like, they, they also have streets, yeah, like, they, have uh, streets there, they do have streets and cars, yeah. and, uh, but they also, it's almost like, every, it, it feels like a, an, an alternate version of, like, what you're used to, like, where all these little things, the little details are kind of different, or like, like, they're really into, like, uh, the, like, they don't have credit cards really, or they don't use credit cards as much. They it's have more, credit cards. It's more of a cash type society. So there's like vending machines like all over the place. Like you can buy like <laughs> their their type of credit cards are much more secure than ours. I don't know what the the, the technology is different. Um, I know for one, this is actually relevant to what I was saying earlier. Uh, this one channel I watch is called the Tim Tracker. They actually went to Tokyo Disneyland. And they did not let them use their credit cards there. They had to, like, go to, like, a cash machine, like, get cash, and, like, pay for everything in cash there. Because if they scanned their cards, they probably would have gotten, like, robbed blind or something. You like know. a Yukaza? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah. I know what you're saying, Jeff. I was... I haven't been there, and I don't know any Japanese people, so I have no clue what I'm talking about. But I feel like they Western better than us. Because they really are really influenced by the U.S. It feels like a yeah. superior... To When I'm watching it, I'm like, they're doing it the right way. Right. We're, like, doing it the wrong way. Yeah. Like, I feel like they appreciate our culture better than we do. And it's crazy because we be really place. appreciate their cult culture by and large. Yeah. Like, Well, now, yeah. Yeah. 
So it's like we're huge fans of each no, other. No, that's not fair. They're influenced by us, but they've done their own thing with it. And I think it's cool. It's interesting yeah. to see their their versions of Yeah, what, yeah. I agree. And we have our versions of their stuff. Yeah. Did we talk about it last time, The those Japanese game shows where it's like, find the chocolate object? Or like, think, find... or No, know. it wasn't find remember. the chocolate. It was like... That was a segment on like a morning show that they just repeatedly did. But yeah, they'll have yeah. A, a room and you can't... You have to find something in this room that's... There's something in the room that's made of chocolate and you have to find what it is, but you can't use your hands. You can use your mouth only. So there would be like it's really awesome. It would get to like parts where like people are biting glass tables, and it and it's just and like it actually ended plinks. up being the no, yeah. it actually ended up being the chocolate. Yeah, there's like one the guy. Yeah. They put a shoe in his mouth, and it looks like a brown leather shoe, and he's like cringing as he's taking a bite, and then it comes out in his mouth, and yeah. he just like looks like so surprised and happy. <laughs> yeah, that that's like a famous gif. Yeah. That's ten times better than anything we have on American television. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, their trash TV that's for generic people over there, I'm all about. Yeah, it's like their reality TV is actually good, and ours no. is just trash. It's not good, but it's way better than ours. That's what I just said. It's not, it's you just, still, you said it different, though. Yeah. I would like to go sometime. Let's go, Jeff. Tokyo or... Uh, or the other Osaka. We should all go, and then I'll go to Tokyo Disneyland, and you guys can actually go experience the real Tokyo. We could record a podcast at Tokyo Disneyland. Yeah. Like, hey, what's up, y'all? Okay, did you? Uh, <laughs> did everybody bring their uh, three things to recommend? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we, we flew all the way to the this other part of the the, the Earth, and we had uh, now just we're gonna... enough money for plane tickets, and we have to go right back after this. <laughs> have you guys seen uh, Ant Man and the Wasp? <laughs> <laughs> we talk about non-Japanese <laughs> things. We flew all the way out to Tokyo to go watch a movie. We're gonna go see Ant Man and the Wasp. Have you seen the Stranger Things? Yeah, McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That, um, that's mine. I'm done. Okay. Um, since we're talking about Japan, I'm going to skip down to this one recommendation that I have. And it's uh, everyone who's friends with me knows that I love Power Rangers. And this is called, uh, they have a series of comics right now called The uh, Shattered Grid. And it's basically, it's been going on since like, actually about the time we had our last podcast with you. So January, well, no, a year before that. It's January 2016. So maybe two years. What? (laughs) What year is it? Cole, it's been six years since we did the other podcast. Did you just have an existential crisis? Yeah, I did. Over Power Ranger comics. (laughs) No, it's been going since January 16. And uh, it's pretty cool. Like, the comic's been good, like legitimately good all the way through i've been following it and like uh, it's actually better than the tv show ever was so same as it ever was yeah are you someone who's followed every different season and version of power rangers no i mean i've kept in the know mostly but i haven't watched them all like i've i'm i probably have watched like all of the original, and then like probably four other seasons of just different iterations. 
There's some that like are almost unwatchable that oh, I've, really? I've never even attempted. But yeah, I've I know more than the average person, I guess. As a Power Ranger, like lover person, like fan. Yeah, I would say I, I would say Corporal knows more than your average fan because your average fan probably just watches like the first like three or four seasons of the show and then that was it. But then you you went even further beyond that. <laughs> I remember, like you know. and then we even watched some of the Japanese versions yeah. of like the Super Sentai, which is what it's based on in Japan. When I saw you at Roots that one time, this coffee shop. Oh yeah. Uh, and we started talking, and you were like, "Man, I'm excited about this Power Rangers movie." And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> I didn't care. But, I knew uh, you weren't into it, but I wanted to talk about it. Did uh, I was gonna ask what my or my question was. Did you like the? How would you think the movie? How, I actually how liked the movie a lot. Really, it was kind of its own standalone thing, and it didn't do very well in the box office. So they're not gonna make a sequel. But oh, really? Yeah. No, like I even looked online today, and they're auctioning off all like the costumes and stuff. <laughs> Lionsgate's selling them. I thought it did good. Well, it did well, good it the got... first weekend, oh, okay. and then it just tanked. Like, well, Hasbro owns the rights to it now. Yeah, they bought. So it. they're gonna make some kind of stupid transformers version of oh. like you know power rangers they're gonna michael bay it up i bet we'll see i don't i, I think it's still a risk to do a movie right now since that was more of a small scale did, like uh, yeah. character driven type yeah i think they might movie. do something more with Indie. the shows or maybe Please. there's been talk about an anime version of it which would be really cool but the comics are doing really good like that's probably making them almost as much money as their show right now because like all the fans like are going crazy for these comics and like the story is the uh, the original green ranger it's like it's basically a what if he didn't ever turn to the good side and they just had to keep fighting him Hmm. and he like tries to take over the world and like every other ranger team he like tries to kill them all so that's why it's called Shattered Grid, because it's about him trying to take over the morphing grid. See? Hey, uh, (laughs) what do you guys think about starting a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers podcast? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm there. Yeah. There's already been a few, and I've listened to them. You guys are like, Yeah, I've I've listened to a couple. One's in Australia, and it has terrible sound quality, but the, the guys are really like funny so it doesn't matter what if they're listening to this cole they're not but you're gonna hurt their feelings that show used to confuse me as a kid yeah because it was like who made this like because it has the american part and then it then it transitions into when they're in the suit it's like from the japanese yeah even as a kid you can tell there's a difference like the red, the guy who was the Red Ranger was obviously a way bulkier guy than that smaller Asian I dude. I never had a clue unless yeah. someone told me. Well, you got like that whole kid. face blindness thing. Yeah. Was, well, they do morph, so morphing, yeah. sort of, if the name oh, the, the, I forgot about by that. definition alone means that they change. So maybe his build. Oh yeah. Maybe his build just wait, wait, slimmed wait. down. Whenever he has Is to more, speak morph- more English, he. Is it morphine or morphine? Morphine. I think it's morphine. The title is morphine because they say that as an exclamation. Morphine! But 
they're actually morphing. That's just like their oh, slang on the TV show. I never show. thought of it as morphing. Well, yeah, they're dumb. changing. Well, it makes more sense if you know because you know they had ER come out just before it, and it was supposed to be morphine <laughs> Rangers. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It fell through like the writers went on strike or something. I don't know. They didn't. They, so they, they, they didn't want kids. Power Rangers. They didn't yeah. want kids like being like, I want to get in. What? Can we go get some morphine? Right. They're like, no, but you can. And there morph. was that after the first episodes, all those kids getting hurt after they started doing morphine after the first episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a fire, I, I can I'm a powerful <laughs> robot fighter. <laughs> that was my. That was uh, my. Jeff, inter- edit that part out. <laughs> I'd watch that, that show, out, Jeff. Get a kid, just get some kids, and they're like high on like morphine, like trying to like fight people. Well, that's one thing we don't want to do, actually, is get some kids on morphine and make them fight people. Because we tried it, and it wasn't pretty. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, don't I'll go, I guess. Kids. I guess I'll go. <laughs> Y'all have to do whatever I say, because it's your my podcast. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. I was done. <clears throat> I'm just going to talk for the next 45 minutes uh, about... Uh, yeah. Jurassic Park. No. <laughs> Wait, you uh, saw the new Jurassic Park? I did see that, and I do have opinions, because I have opinions on every movie, but I'm not going to talk about it, because I'm not going to recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, it, it was... It was good. I'll give a quick... It, it, it had good special effects, and uh, it, it was fun to watch, but it was also like a... Okay, whatever. That's fine. Cole, what was your favorite part? What? What was your favorite part? Where the dinosaurs did the boogie dance? Or, yeah, when the dinosaurs fell through the ceiling. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He was like... (laughs) No, I did. I laughed out loud right there. Oh. Did you LOL? Yeah. Literally. (laughs) I don't remember what I said about it, though. (laughs) Sorry, Jeff. He dino-roared with laughter. <laughs> Damn it. We did it again, you guys. Jeff, cut that part out. <clears throat> Jeff, you're getting lampooned again. We're sorry. Okay, this is a uh, this is a recommendation for a podcast hmm. that your, your mileage may vary as far, as far as if you're into this band or not. <clears throat> it's called the Weezer Bracket, and it's these two guys, and... It's they just made a big bracket of like they got sixty four Weezer songs to to basically figure out what the worst Weezer song. Is. <laughs> okay, so they narrowed it down to sixty four, and then they're gonna go yeah. to the bottom of that. Yeah. Every like they each episode they go through I think four matchups, so like eight eight songs. They'll like put two songs like is a. Where's my sex? Worse than uh, I'm your daddy, and then they'll talk about that for like five minutes. Or whatever. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are familiar. I, for me, it's really entertaining because I, they're like a band I've always. I, I loved them in the '90s, and I still I like a lot of their stuff, but I recognize that a lot of it is like really bad like it's it's like they're oh my almost gosh, like what making the... fun of their fans at this point for for buying their albums 
Yeah. Would you say? <laughs> I think I think there's a part of it that is of their music that is like that, but then they'll then they'll get like really sincere about it again, and it, they'll put out something really really good, and you're like, guys, this new album, with the white album that they put out a couple years ago, I thought was really really good. And they wait, they had a white album. Mm-hmm. When did and that come out? 2016, I think. Okay, so anytime they like have the a color attached to like an album, that probably means they're they're trying, right? I, I don't know. Because they have the blue album, they have the green album, they have the red album. And the Pinkerton then... colored album. Oh, yeah. Pinkerton. And then the one with the guy from Lost on the cover. I always forget about Pinkerton. It's so good, though. Mm-hmm. But I just forget that that album exists. Pinkerton is one of my favorite albums. Yeah. At least in my top ten, probably in my top five, at least. But uh, but uh, did I miss any colors, Jeff? Have I have my there's a uh, red one, right? All right, I said yeah, the you, red one. The red and uh and the white was like a couple years ago, and then they're they're working on an album right now that was supposed to come out like in May, and it, and I don't know if they're gonna change the name of it, but it, it was gonna be the black album. Is that gonna be their last album? Red, green, I don't black, think so. Pinkerton, okay. <laughs> Pinkerton's yellow. Yeah, Pinkerton's not a color though. They're making Power Ranger albums. I could do oh a whole podcast about about Weezer. <laughs> if he wanted to do one about Power Rangers, I could do one about Weezer. And that's probably why I like this podcast because it's it's kind of like it's funny as a person who's kind of like endured all their like really really weird music to be like to to be like just listen to people kind of trash like. I think, I think I, this song sucks more than this song. <laughs> no, but yeah. no, but what I'm saying is this song sucks. What about this part of this song? I think I gave up like either Ratitude or the Red Album. It was like one of those two. I don't know which one came out later. But the Red like, Album was the sixth one, and the Ratitude was the seventh. Okay, yeah, I think Ratitude was just like, okay, Weezer, put my hands in the air. I'm done. You fooled me for the last time. Uh, I'll wash my hands of it. Uh, everything will be all right in the end is really, really good. Yeah. And then the next one is the White Album, and that's really, really good. Got okay. a song about a freaking hash pipe. <laughs> I remember talking to Tony Telez about Weezer in PE class in like seventh grade. Everybody on the, that listens to the podcast knows this guy, right? Tony. <laughs> I, I remember I remember him, but I'm, my memory is so bad that I probably just... I know who it is. Yeah. I, I like think, my best I friend think I in seventh grade. A, I have a face that comes to mind, but that could be somebody else. I don't know. I thought he liked Blink-182. No. Or, oh. I don't think he did. He liked Beastie Boys like a lot. Him. What were you saying about this guy? Like we them? were talking about Weezer oh. in middle school. <laughs> well, back then, middle school, if, if you found like common ground or something yeah. that you that you had shared interest with with somebody else, like you were like best friends at least for that period, you know. I remember, yeah, in middle school talking about Power Rangers, and that's it. That's all we talked about. I so, had this weird thing in my middle school where like. If you talked about Power Rangers, you got crucified. <laughs> like, everyone thought it was not cool at all. But 
but secretly but, but, watched but it. But secretly yeah. liked it and watched watched it every day. Yeah. <laughs> and had a strangely encyclopedic knowledge about everything about it, even though it was just fun to hate on. I remember my friend was coming over one day and he'd never been over before and I had a huge Power Rangers poster and I took it down <laughs> for the duration of his visit. <laughs> And I, when he left, I put it back up, and my and mom was like, it. "You should have just left it up and just be proud of what who you are." I was like, "Shut up, mom." Did he ever say like, "Man, I hate Power Rangers"? Or, no, what but if he loved them, and he probably did. Yeah, freaking song about anyway. pork and beans. That's to be fair. That's good advice by your mom. But yeah, I agree in, with her now. In the it, it's a it's a completely different mindset and completely different world. Yeah. Walking through those doors of middle school. And I'm making up for it now by confessing to a podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Is it hard? Oh, I feel like we're getting really distracted. Sorry, I took it. If back. you like Weezer or you like how weird they are, or whatever, it's called Weezer Bracket. Is the name of that podcast? It's pretty funny. Okay, song. we have a. Good. My name's Focus. Jonas. Alright, we have. We oh had about a, an hour and a half, which is <laughs> about as long as the last one. But we still have one we're more round. One more round. So just to let everybody know, we're gonna do more. We're gonna do. Each do one more recommendation. But let's try to focus and just get through it. Oh. I know we're not. <laughs> we're we're not like. Where's the fun in that? <laughs> Like, this is where the real meat of the podcast exists. Okay, okay. Is where, is where we go in these stupid tangents. We just talk no about No one's stuff. listening if everyone wants by now, to do let's this. be honest. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Let's take a vote. Do y'all want to, like, make this go as long as possible? No. Not as, Are y'all po- in a long rush? as possible, but no, I'm not, not in a rush. rush. But I want to keep but the listeners in mind as well. well yeah. Though. You're not, okay. <laughs> we don't want to offend the we're, listeners. We're thinking of the listeners. Who are us? We're we're the people <laughs> yeah. who are gonna listen to this. See, <laughs> yeah. I care about the listeners. I I saved my best recommendation or the one that I feel most passionately about for last. Okay, because I wanted to dangle well, that carrot. Do for, it for talk those now. I, I gotta hear that this. Are, that are still here, to still sitting in front of their computers. This is your sweet reward with their heads headphones on, in the dark, you know, at night. You keep making that hand motion though. And Watching videos of people going to uh, <laughs> Disneyland, Disney World. Yes. <laughs> you know, clicking on Gaki knows to zoom. Song about whatever freaking sweater coming undone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So right now you're at home. You're listening. You got your favorite Weezer songs queued up. As I'm saying this. You haven't talked to another human in like three hours. <laughs> Go ahead. Right. So uh, I mean, I like video games. It's probably like my favorite form of entertainment that I that I'm into these days. And recently, I got into the Persona series. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I first game I played is uh was Persona Five, and that came out last year. Um, and if you don't know about it, it's basically it's a it's a it's a JRPG, and it's a turn-based JRPG. And um, but the other there's two different parts of it. There's the there's the RPG aspect where like there's the combat, and you fight creatures and monsters, and 
it's very much like classic Final Fantasy type stuff where monsters will have weaknesses and certain characters will have weaknesses based upon their stats. But then the other half is sort of like a like a like a high school manga type high school drama where like you have all these you you play as like the main character and then you develop friendships and you know you can have like relationships with people if you Mm -hmm. want like you know if you want to have like a love interest there's that there's Mm -hmm. there's various different (laughs) uh you know um potential companions that you can that you can forge relationships <laughs> with um but all of that Let's stuff be adult about this guy forge but the the main component is that all of that stuff um has an effect on the combat so like each person like you probably have like maybe like about a dozen different people that you can sort of talk to like uh as you go about living your life from day to day and that stuff has more more or less make your character stronger whenever they go into like it's basically just like a shadow realm where like all these different monsters and creatures called personas or shadows come come to life and uh like i said the the more you do in the real world and the more uh the stronger the really relationships that you develop are um mm-hmm the better your um creatures are and like the be- the the better you are enabled to fight all the monsters and stuff in the game mm. is it is it only is it it's ps4 or uh it's mostly just playstation yeah uh you can persona 5 you can get on playstation 4 and playstation 3 they actually release the P- ps3 version because it's not it's not that graphically intense. I mean, I haven't I haven't watched like comparison videos to see how like the PlayStation Four version is different than the PlayStation Three version, but I assume they're about the same. Um, they're just my. There's probably just performance issues. It will probably it definitely probably will run better on PS Four, and like maybe the load times might be faster or something. But like it's more it's more it's more style over than like graphical like. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't. Uh-huh. It doesn't require like a lot of processing power. A lot of it's it's based like on anime and like manga and stuff. So most of it's just based upon like that hand drawn aesthetic. So like you're not. It's not like it's kind of cell shaded kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot. A lot of stuff would be. Yeah. Would fall into that category. So it's not going to be like gra- graphically intensive, you know. But um, I played the PS4 version, and I liked it so much. Um. I played Persona. I went back and I dusted off my PS3 and I downloaded Persona 3. And I played through Persona 3 all the way through recently. I just actually just finished that like a, like a couple weeks ago. And um, Persona 5 is definitely... Uh, I'm sorry, I played Persona 4, not Persona 3. I didn't play... I'm, I might play Persona 3 in the future, but well, we're not going to talk about that. But... Um, yeah, Persona Five is definitely the better game, uh, but there are definitely things to love about earlier Persona games because my stomach just growled. <laughs> but um, uh, and for instance, like Persona Four, like I think I enjoyed like the characters more. Like I liked the people that you interact with, you know, like your friends and relatives and stuff like that that you that you meet and engage with. I think in general, I. 
thought those were kind of better. Although I did play Persona 4 um, with like the English voice acting. In Persona 5, you can actually download like the Japanese voice actors. So hmm. that's how I played Persona 5. So maybe I didn't... Maybe that was what was keeping me from enjoying the character interactions as much because I was just reading everything and having, you know, Japanese people speak Japanese at me, you know. And so, but I mean, you you get a gist for the character no matter either way, you know. But anyway, I uh, I haven't played Persona Five, but I I remember it, like at the end of mm-hmm. the year 2017 when all the top ten lists came out for like video games it was yeah. always on that like usually near the top yeah and it, i i watched like some trailers and some gameplay and i was like wow that looks awesome like no. the visual like the art style and everything. yeah it was it was a big deal when it came out it's like um because yeah it's basically like um playing out like an anime or or like reading a manga you know because those, those are more or less the same most of the time that's what happens anyway like they'll adapt like a manga into an anime and then you watch the anime in this sense it's like they're like they develop the video game first and then and then they they will actually release an anime like they um oh, i think okay. they're releasing the persona 5 anime like later this year or it might have already started but they actually did that with persona 4 like there's like i think there might actually be two different animes for persona 4 but i know there's one that like each of them i think each of them are about like 22 episodes long mm-hmm. but yeah i mean that's as far as the game is concerned um you uh you you feel like you're interacting and sort of like not so much like a choose your own adventure but that's kind of you know you know what i'm getting at it's sort uh-huh. of that's sort of that's sort of what it feels like you're it's like it's like an interactive like manga or like comic book sort of thing i don't play a whole lot of like rpg games really but uh i really like whenever like one i did play that i really liked was earthbound yeah the super nintendo one and it was like i think because it wasn't like a fantasy type world it was more it was like set in like a sort of normal type world yeah really but yeah i don't know it was i remember being like this is a cool it made me want to play more RPG type games. Mm-hmm. And then they opened that. that store in the mall, <clears throat> Earthbound. What? Yeah. yeah. It's a store now. Yeah, the not... video game turned into a store? Yeah. It's not so much a fantasy as it is just a Coachella. Kind of it's a bra store. store, kind of. <laughs> it's where you buy like hippie ish kind of stuff. Earthbound's is Coachella now. Crystals. <laughs> Incense. Um. <laughs> yeah, but that's basically my my thing. I I like video games. I played uh person. It's I think the full title is Shin Minigami Tensei. Whoa. Colon, Persona, like one two three four five or whatever. But um, if uh you've never played a game like that before, I would definitely recommend playing five first because it's probably the most easily accessible one, and it's the most modern game so it's more polished and a lot of the really is a cool looking game yeah style well it's like the music's great too like it just oozes Mm. with style like the Uh minute you boot it up and like the first like it'll play like the intro cutscene or whatever and it's just anime 
And like the music that's playing along with it is like choreographed perfectly and it all sounds really cool and all the characters are like really stylish and they're just brimming with personality. Like and that that's the other thing, it's like a lot of these people that you interact with in the game will remind you of people that like you knew like in high school. You know, they definitely fit like certain different type of types of archetypes or whatever. But like more importantly, the characters feel very real. And um at the end of the game, like, when you say goodbye, because usually the character, like, this is the same for both Persona 4 and Persona 5. It's usually, like, you're from out of town, and so, like, you're, like, you're, like, a new student or whatever at this school. And so you're having to, like, make, you have to, like, meet new friends and whatever and forge new relationships. But then, like, you're only there for, like, a year. And, like, that's another part of the mechanic of the game because everything plays out, like, like, a week by week, day by day, like, month by month, like, actual timeline like and you have to like do your actions like within the a certain there are only a certain amount of hours in the day so there's only there's certain things that you can do with each within each day whether that's like interact with this person or go over here and do this thing that sort of thing but like whenever point is what i'm trying to make is whenever that year is over like you have you have to say goodbye to all your friends and it, it's kind of feels like uh high school graduation all over again like that sort of like wispy sort of like misty-eyed um like um bittersweet moment where like you know you've spent and it's like a hundred hour persona 5 is like a hundred hours so like oh. if you play the game for that long and you've spent that much time with all these characters it is kind of sad to sort of like have the experience end especially if you've grown to like all these characters over the course of the game yeah you almost do feel like you're you yourself are as the player are actually saying goodbye to a friend as silly as that might as silly as that might be sound but um yeah i don't know it's it's a cool game i like it cool all right um so i like this comedy group called super ego and it, it was some guys that had jumped on the podcast game too early because it's a really really good podcast if you can go back and find past episodes it is on the podcast app or whatever so you can find them on there it started in 2006 and it's really Mm -hmm. polished and there was some money behind it but it just fell through the cracks oh okay um that's crazy it's an improv show but they actually went back and did post-production on the skits and so, like, a lot of comedians you like have been on there, like Patton Oswalt's been on there, um, Greg Proops, uh, Rob Delaney, the guy that was in Deadpool, the second one, the, the straight-laced guy that joined the team at the end, <laughs> like, a bunch of... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he does that Amazon show, Catastrophe. Yeah, yeah. him. Um, like, there's all kinds of people that were on this, and it just never took off, really, like it should have. Uh-huh. Um, they are producing a new series of it right now, and they're going to come back out with it again. Uh, the guys that are in the main group are Matt Gorley, uh, Mark McConville, Paul F. Tompkins was in it. He actually joined the group kind of later on. Is it a podcast or a show? Yeah, it's a podcast. Okay. okay. Um, and uh, Jeremy Carter, and those are like the four main guys. And to me, they're the best improv group ever like by far and away 
And I like a lot of improv shows, and these guys are just like... Wait, it's better than Whose Line Is It Anyway? <laughs> Greg Proops was on Whose Line Is It Anyway. So yeah, I mean, like, they had, like, that's what kind of caliber these guys are, though. I know you're making fun of that show, but that actually, like, to me, that was a good <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they're definitely good. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, like, recording new ones now. I'm totally nerd not nerding out about it, because I still go back and listen to those all the time. I, I okay, I've never... I've never listened to it, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And I saw, like, I'm, it's funny to me that you're saying this, because today, like, I saw a tweet that, uh, like, I follow Dave Bazan. Yeah. Uh, and he, he was on the lat, the, he just I was think on he's on the, the most recent episode. He went, no, he, he, Pedro he, the Lion. Yeah, he guy. just was on Improv for Humans, which is Matt Besser's. Oh, am I getting the wrong episode? No, but they're on the same network, and I'm thinking that's what you're thinking of. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All those guys probably, are kind of connected, like, like... Okay. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm thinking of the wrong thing, but it's similar. Right. Close to it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, like, Matt Besser's <clears throat> a veteran, like all these guys are, that did... Matt Besser did Upright UCB, Citizen. UCB, yeah. So, he was in there with, with like, Amy Poehler, Amy Poehler and, yeah. and Ian... I forgot his name, and, and uh, Matt Walsh. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Like, these guys, that's the same caliber of, like, the veteran, like, UC, UCB people. So, I mean... That's cool. Yeah. Um, I like those... I think when I when when you listen to like a, a improv type comedy show, you have to. I always feel like if I, if I know it what it what it is before I go into it. Yeah, I, I like it more than if I just like one. I've listened to some where I'm like, oh my gosh, this is too like I want, I, I want them to talk about the, whatever they're talking about, and they're not. It's kind of like this podcast. Like if someone was listening <laughs> to this stuff and they're like, I wish they would just talk about this. Fight Club. Winston, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they make jokes about but, everything. But Jeff, that's the thing that we weren't supposed to talk about. <laughs> yeah. We were supposed to talk about Sorry to Bother You, and then we talked about Fight Club instead. <laughs> I know, it got out of hand. I should I should be more rigid about it. Mm-hmm. No, stop. No, <laughs> you, go, you're now. Ow, you're the Jeff, old, let go of my arm. <laughs> you're the old man from Simpsons. <laughs> That's a pad, but <laughs> or what, like I, I don't know. Like I, I've, if you know kind of what to expect going into it, I feel like there are more. There's that, and also oh. the improv stuff is not for everyone. Yeah, because well, I remember I hated it the first time I listened to improv stuff. It's they're really like fluid too. Like there's yeah. hardly it's an art like... form. Like yeah. I mean, it's a it's a different type of comedy, and it's it's a skill that like is not easy at all yeah. like most most improv podcasts are just like this them talking on a mic this is like this a step up so they actually yeah. go and produce it where you're like crap that was actually improv but just all the editing and stuff they do and we'll do it in post I, I know like it's funny like you what you're talking about this like i know that i know that improv podcasts is like a very normal thing that's been around since, like you say, two thousand six. With for this one, even. Mm. and then others, there's been. That's my stomach. I think it's cool. What I was gonna say is that it's neat because mm. uh, I think, um, like improv is it like people getting into improv and like UCB and all that kind of stuff. It's hard. It's as a person like in Fort Worth, it's it's hard to like in the nineties or or whatever. Mm-hmm. You'd have to like move to Chicago or 
or you know, or New York or Los Angeles or somewhere. Right. Right? They probably have that around here, but they did. Yeah. yeah, no, there's improv in Fort Worth. What are you it, saying? It always feels like it's like far away. Like, in the nineties, they did. It, but what I was gonna say is like, y'all are wrong. It's yeah. cool these days that like the, <laughs> these great improv improvisers like could have a podcast that anyone could listen to yeah. anywhere and get kind of like a t- a good taste of what what that is for free for free <laughs> yeah cool don't listen to that it's probably not gonna be good there's i remember there's this my favorite one was they were my stomach man <laughs> sorry <laughs> it's probably picking up really loud in the mics <laughs> there's one where they were doing the guy the uh midget guy from oh hey fantasy island don't use that word small little the little guy small person small person yeah from fantasy island and it's like him partying with people and like it gets out of hand every time yep (laughs) they do sam elliott a lot in there too yeah it's really good so so what was the name of the podcast again super ego super ego okay i've seen that like a million times, like in the, when I'm looking for like a podcast to listen to, like in the comedy section, like mm. it's always right there. But I've never listened to and it. And you never click on it. Yep. You never do it. And I'm like, that's why. That's why it failed. It's your <laughs> yeah. fault. It's all your that's fault. That's why no Jeff. one's ever talking about it. Cole, go ahead. Oh yeah, um, I'm going to recommend an, another television show. And it's Zumbo's Just Desserts. <laughs> <laughs> We're laughing because he's shown this to us before. It's like strangely comforting and addictive. Like, he showed it to me and I immediately watched like all ten episodes. <laughs> like he went home and watched them all. Yeah, the next day. <laughs> but it's like Australian television series and it's like your it's kinda like based on your typical like amateur bakers bake off. You know, where they'll like, everybody bake this. You have three hours, you know. <laughs> but uh, they treat this very um, uncharismatic chef who's like kind of, he's Zumbo. His name's Adriana Zumbo. Well, he's Australian. He's Yeah, he's Australian. He's just kind of a chill Australian guy. <laughs> but they try, to, they try to make him out like he's Willy Wonka. Like this magical, <laughs> eccentric guy. And he's not at all. Like he's just very flat. Like yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, good he doesn't, job. He doesn't even have. Okay, where is this? Is it's on Netflix. Is? Oh, okay. Yeah, but, he doesn't even have hair. Yeah, he. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have the Willy Wonka curls. <laughs> but yeah, he just looks like a, a regular dude. And uh, but they always like they push it in your face. And he's like Australia's Willy Wonka, Zumbo. Hi, it's me, Zumbo. <laughs> Right now, <laughs> everybody, start cooking. Get your desserts. It's like it's a dessert show, so they only cook like cakes and crazy stuff. But he's like a crazy like artist with it. Like so, he'll make it look like like there was one that was it looked like a chrome ball and it was floating. And it looked it like an alien. Okay, yeah, but so you eat is... it. It's a comedy show, like a scripted comedy show, no, or is no, it a it's reality? reality. Tel- it's oh, reality. It is? Oh. Uh, it, it is comedy to me. It's just funny but... because they're all Australian. Yeah, they're <laughs> all very Australian, okay. and 
they're that's just funny. They just have a yeah. funny attitude to me. Remember in scary movies when something scary was about to happen and it had like all the strings that weren't matching the same note and it just built? That's what you hear when this one presenter lady comes on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they have his assistant. I don't remember her name right now, but she has the most like terrifying presence and like her voice is very harsh. So like... She'll she'll always announce, You have three hours! <laughs> Scots now! And like... She's like Greek or something? Yeah, she's like Greek or something. But she's always she's always smiling and she has like these big pearly white teeth or whatever. So she has a very open mouth smile. Yeah, which she, just makes her much more like unsettling and yeah. like uh, intimidating. You can tell because everyone's body language changes when she's around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like somebody will be cooking something and like they'll always send her if they're in trouble to like kind of put the the fire under them. So they'll like you know or like try and help them figure it out she's very dangerous yeah yeah Yeah. so like they'll be standing there cooking and then the camera will like pan over and she's like how's it going and they're always like jesus christ (laughs) (laughs) or she'll like there'll be like a static shot of someone baking and then she'll like like roll right in in into frame like like she's she's on a skateboard she just rolls in yeah what you got there this but it's really okay. entertaining. I'm the only one in this room who has not seen this show, and I can tell it's a good show because yeah. you can always tell, like, if someone can tell you about a show and it's funny, then it's probably, like, even more funny than whatever they're, they're saying. Right. Yeah. I've, got, I've gotten into justice. a lot of shows like that where someone just tells me, like, about something. I'm like, okay, that... I'm probably just not sound, You're not a funny it. person. If I'm not, not laughing now, <laughs> why would I laugh while I'm watching the show? <laughs> It's got all the uh, reality TV tropes, you know, like the uh-huh. stupid, like, fake villains that they create, you know, out of one person or the drama. And then, like, there's, like, the stupid sound effects. Like, they'll show the clock, and every time they show this digital clock counting down, you share. And if it made that sound the whole time, everyone would go insane. Yeah. It's only it- when you see it. <laughs> It's because it's Australian. Does that make it funnier? Because it's like yeah, it's like yeah, a, a little a, bit. Yeah, it almost like p- makes you be like if, <laughs> it, if it points seen, out why we, how weird the whole thing is. Like yeah, yeah, like if you're reality TV. if you're a fan of Fly the Concords and you like that sort of dry New Zealand type yeah. humor or whatever, and you so you're automatically tuned in to thinking that type of accent is funny, then then that's that's where a lot of this is coming from. Is where you just like hearing Australians talk to each other just because you've watched Flight of the Concords before. I'm no. currently re-watching Flight of the Concords like right now. <laughs> completely, like, completely different accent, Mike. <laughs> I know, I'm, you think, I'm thinking about like the episodes when like yeah. They're at the they're at yeah. they're like at the New Zealand consulate or whatever, and like yeah. an Australian comes in and they like have this like rivalry. Yeah, and like <laughs> we're just pulling your tit, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I, I watched that one like yeah. uh, maybe last night. I think that's one of my favorite ones. Or they do like yeah, wet the... t-shirt contest, Murray. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Murray is like it's not a wet t-shirt. I, don't, he, I think he's my favorite character. Yeah, yeah, he's he awesome. He is so funny. Like, like I, I didn't think he. Was, the last time I saw it, the last time I watched it, I didn't. He didn't hit me as much, but this time I'm like, man, he's so like good-hearted and stuff. Like, yeah, he's so funny. I got to see them on tour. Like, really. 
two years ago almost. Wow. And it was it was really funny, but it was missing Murray. Like Murray wasn't oh, a part yeah. of it. But. Did you know that they're supposed to come out with a new a movie HBO special or? Well, oh, they no. said. Well, when I saw them, they said they were writing a movie and they were oh. just gonna wait till it felt right. Okay. So I was like, cool. They're not gonna like rush it out or anything, but I, there might be like a new. Th- well, they were, they were they were they started playing shows like earlier this year. Yeah. And then uh, Brett like fell down some stairs and like broke his hand so they had to stop oh no uh they, i think they're playing again now but the the plan was to record like to film some of the shows and turn it into like a hbo oh like their special. original one yeah they had like an hbo special where they just played live like a new um, yeah. a new yeah like, like yeah That's like cool. that but it's supposed to i think because they one review i read said that they'd had new songs mm-hmm. uh and everything. Yeah, they might do like a hybrid thing where like it's part show, part them filming out like scenes or whatever in between to sort of like fill in the gaps. Well, their show is very uh, visual, like the way they do it. Yeah. So oh, really? I could see that being really funny, you know. That's really cool that you saw them. Like, yeah, it was. Neat. It was like a. They don't. They really don't play last minute thing for, too. Like. Especially, they, the, I know at that point they probably were more. It seems like active, they tour but, like once every other year, or so yeah, like, so. pretty rare. It seems like. Uh, yeah. Anyways, yeah. So 20. Australians, New Zealand. Say the name of the. What's the name of that? Show? Zumbos just desserts. Okay. Z U M B O. Like Dumbo with a Z. Okay. If, like, you're the type of person that watches, like, a lot of food shows, what I've noticed, I don't know if it's because I've already watched it, but I'm, it'll show up in my queue under, yeah. like, the yeah. food, okay, like, that genre of shows. Like, it'll usually be, like, in one of the recommendations because it's, like, it's actually produced by Netflix, right? Uh, or they maybe. own they own the rights. At well, least they own like. The I think use... they bought it because it was a couple of years old. Yeah. So if they have any kind of ownership of it, of course they're... Netflix is going to want to promote their own stuff, you know. But anyway, I see it a lot of times, like, in my feed. But like I said, I don't know if that's just because I've watched it already or because it's actually popular enough to be listed in that, like, like the top shows within that bracket, you know. There's the one that James showed me, uh, Ugly Delicious, is that what it was? Oh, yeah. I, I was thinking about that one. That show is so good. Yeah, it's almost like... A meditation on what f- each kind of food means, like to everybody, is like really interesting. Um, Th- there's another f- show that sort of f- fits what we're talking about, where it's like a cooking show and it's a baking show, and it's actually legit. It's like purposely meant to be funny. It's called Nailed It. Have you guys watched this before? Yeah. Yeah, it's got what's her face as the uh, host. Vanessa Bayer. Yeah. Is that her name? Nicole Bayer. Nicole Bayer. Yeah. Nicole Bayer. Yeah, that, that show is really funny. Like, I watched, like, uh, they just I kind of half-watched, like, the majority of season one, but I yeah. watched, like, the first couple episodes of season two, and they were, I think they've actually gotten better with the format. Yeah, because I, I watched, like, the first two episodes, I mean, I, mean, I felt like, it's like, man, they're kind of making this up as they go. Yeah. <laughs> but I think the second season's... Yeah, it's a little bit more, more refined. Polished. Yeah. 
it's fun to watch with a group of people too just whenever they have like the reveals of like how bad yeah the the person made the dish or whatever it's really funny i was gonna say uh on about ugly delicious it's dave Ch- dave chang's show yeah and uh he if you like podcasts he has a there's a podcast called the dang the dave chang show uh the that dang started dave like chang. it's called the dave chang show okay but uh <laughs> it's really good like he, he, i i like it a lot he like he he interviewed uh Ryan Johnson uh, came on, and uh, his girlfriend, mm-hmm. his name, she had that podcast, You Must Remember This. Mm. I'm, I'm forgetting her name now, but uh, but it was, it was cool because they, they were talking about, like, criticisms is, like, dealing with criticism and stuff. Who like, are these people? Uh, Ryan Johnson wrote and directed The Last Jedi, the, last, oh, okay. the most gotcha. recent uh, Star Wars I thought movie. he was a culinary food guy well that Dave Chang Dave, is yeah. Dave Chang has, like, he, they, he has lots of like Hollywood friends oh, okay. and he, he has a lot of like restaurants so it, it was kind of like they were talking about like making something and people coming in and uh, criticizing oh, it so was and, this like almost like a direct response to Pete the backlash against The Last Jedi it, it was kind of a little bit about it was about that kind of yeah oops. Uh, sorry what was that? That was the Dave Chang show. Oh. I was looking at it on my You're going to have phone. to pay royalties now. Yeah. So Dave's gonna come David Chang was like, yeah, man, people hated The Last Jedi. <laughs> I don't like it when people don't like it. When people don't like it when I make sushi <laughs> yeah. or Vietnamese dishes. Karina Longworth. That's his. Ryan Johnson's. But she's she's a writer and a like a podcast host. But she's also his girlfriend. I think David Chang is actually she's, she, That show is really good, too. Uh, uh, you Must Remember This. It's like a story. She tells stories about... She, she's like a... She, she used to be a film critic, but mm-hmm. she tells stories about like old Hollywood. It's like some story from like the 30s and like some actor and Studio some controversy that, went ha- that happened with this actor. But anyway... Uh, why am I talking about this? Because this podcast. Yeah. Because we're talking David about food Chan. shows. Yeah, they're he's friends with them, and they talk about criticism, and whatever. Like all the old Hollywood stuff. Like the yeah. factory. Yeah. She wrote a. I have a book over there that was written by her. That's about George Lucas. It's like a, kind of a, biography about. His movie. You will not read this book. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what I should use for my last one. Make it good. Should we do a drum roll? No, don't do a drum roll, because it won't be that. All my I. It's probably Fight Club. It sounds like a purring cat. <laughs> it's Fight Club. <laughs> I've been in that. I've been in that summer mode where everything's like I'm watching like old shows I used to watch. Like yeah. I'm rewatching stuff. I'm not. Quantum I'm, Leap. I've been watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I've never really... I've watched a little bit of it, but I haven't... It's its its own thing. Like, can't really compare it to anything. I've been doing that, but with video games. There you go. All right, I I'm, haven't played. I'm just going to say this one, and I know you guys have seen it. And it's, it's like a very... This is like a very broad thing. To, I'm, I'm just wanted to say, like, The Office is, like, really good. <laughs> 
I just finished rewatching the whole series of the U.S. Office, like all nine seasons. Yeah. Uh, How did you feel about that so, last couple episodes? Okay. I, okay. Because I, I, I got some I feelings thought, about it. Jeff, I thought you look like you've got an opinion. Seasons weren't as good once Steve Carell left. Yeah. Well, obviously, but I mean, like the way they wrapped it up. I I actually I liked I think the ninth season like when I when it was on. Uh, I really enjoyed it because. I liked that they were kind of addressing the that it was actually a documentary. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Rewatching it, it wasn't as... It, I think it was one of those things where it was like, the idea of it was really interesting, but the execution was kind of like, okay. They didn't yeah. dig into it as much as I kind of wanted to. Yeah. But at the same time, I know that... I don't know if that would have been interesting to every viewer. I don't know. I felt like they were trying too hard to create extra drama. At the yeah. end, then I was just like, "This is a comedy. I want to feel good." I thought then... the most of the ninth season is not that great, but mm-hmm. I did personally. I thought the very end, like the last th- two or three episodes, I thought were really, really good. Like I thought it ended really, really well. Yeah. But you, you sound like you had a different opinion. I, I mean, I only watched the last episode once, so okay. So um, that was just my impression the first time. Did you stay current with the show as it, whenever it first aired? Okay. Just kiss your mic. I didn't watch it when it first. I got I got into it. I realized after watching it that uh, I didn't watch it before I moved back to Texas, like which was in 2009. Okay. Uh, the basically I started watching it. This it's kind of it's weird that it was right. It was the season. Wait, when uh, left. No, I think it was the. <laughs> Fifth or sixth season. It was, it was the season when, like, I think the first episode I watched was the one where Jim and Pam got married. Oh. Which is, like, crazy. Like, watching the whole thing, you're like, that's, like, the whole, like, <laughs> the lead up. It's, like, the dumbest way first episode to watch, well, in a way. The question I was going to ask was, uh, you mentioned, like, the documentary, the last season where they revealed that it was documentary. Were you there the night of the premiere whenever Pam like actually breaks she does like the break oh, and yeah. she looks at the camera and she starts crying or whatever did you <laughs> did were you when you want were you watching the show when as it happened yeah. when that happened okay. then the night season <laughs> yeah so you you did you watched that episode okay so was that was how was that a really powerful moment for you or did you I remember being really excited about it okay yeah because I only heard about that like after the fact. I already stopped watching the show, and then I heard about that episode, and I was like, "What? Whoa! That show might actually be kind of cool if they're willing to do stuff like that." Wait, what? There's a moment in the show where like Jeff starts talking about where like when they start wrapping up the show, like in right. the final season, where like all of a sudden they're filming oh. the camera crew's there and they're filming Pam, and she gets really, really emotional. And she starts yeah. crying, and she's like, "Can we please cut? Can you please turn the cameras off or whatever?" And then, and then they, I think that's what happens. They actually turn the cameras off or whatever. And like, I didn't, know, I had no idea that they were planning on doing that. I just read about it after like it happened or whatever. I and think at the end of the first episode of the ninth season, she's like, "It might, it might be a different episode that I'm thinking of that because that sounds like anyway." She's, like, doing her interview to the camera, mm-hmm. and then she's, like, starting to take the microphone off, which yeah. they never really 
Everyone, yeah. they, they showed like when Steve Carell left, like he had the microphone and he could take it off, whatever. You can't, they kind of just don't show that part of the, the reality of quote yeah. reality of the show. And then she says something like, I hope you guys have gotten what you've, you know, what you've wanted. Cause like, well, yeah, I don't she, know why you guys are still following us. Like, yeah, Nothing interesting ever happens around here anymore. Yeah. And they say something like, well, now we're just here to see what happens to you and Jim kind of thing. And it, you kind of actually hear like the the person filming them or or whatever. You're kind of like, whoa! I just yeah. You well, forget that that's well, supposedly well, another well, that side of the That was like thing. the moment where like they sort of like broke the the formula or whatever, where like they actually yeah. acknowledged that the the film crew was there, right? You know, yeah. in like a, in like a real way, I guess. Was that crew union? You think? I think so. I think they're yeah. Yeah, because they talked about that. Uh, I guess y'all didn't see any of the rest of it. There was a whole episode about that. <laughs> I, I stopped watching when Righteous Steve Carell left, Jeff, which I'm sure yeah. that's like, I'm part of the norm there. Like I, I think was, that... I th- and now I take the back. I watched like the few episodes where they were testing out the new bosses, and like those were really funny, because they brought Ricky Gervais in, and they had all the other comedians like Jim Carrey... So like all those episodes were funny, and then I stopped caring. I I yeah, it gets kind of like it feels like it's just wandering around, like it doesn't know where where to go, and then it. Well, they tried to make what's his face into the new Michael. Uh... Robert California <laughs> was the character. I don't know. What are you laughing what's at? What's the? We keep kissing our mics. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I went up for one, and I just. Belched. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean to. Um, uh, what's this I hear about? They're bringing it back. I've heard a few people say that, and I'm. No I've heard that there, there's been there's been talks of bringing it back. Like Greg Daniels, the guy that adapted it for the U.S. and right. he like ran it for most not every season, but most way of the longer season. than the British version. Went. Yeah, he wanted to like bring it. I think he wants to bring it back, but it hasn't like been approved. It's I don't know. It's well, not that's yet. It's all the rage but... now. They got to bring back Roseanne. They're still bringing back Roseanne without Roseanne now. After Are they got... really going to yeah. do that? What? They, the Connors? Yeah, they... I'm not watching it yeah. now. <laughs> Wait, I am. Wait, got... No, I, I, I can't. Like, what am I supposed to feel about I like this? how like, they knew the person they were bringing on. Yeah. And they still let it happen. Yeah. <laughs> and it, of course she went Swim nuts. more arrest by the PC police. <laughs> I just heard that they're going to continue with the show and have like... Just another Roseanne Light type female lead. They are to replace really? her. I think. Yeah, I think they're just gonna Whoa, that's get. Weird. Either they're gonna take her her out of the show completely, or they're gonna have a new actress to more or less fill the void. I don't know. That's that's what that's what's what I read. The Roseanne void. I, I read that they were doing it, but I didn't. Re- I didn't read anything about how they were gonna make it Someone's but all those actors like they they're there and like they're willing to do the show i guess dan Aykroyd really needs that sitcom money man john you goodman know, or, or, i'm sorry not, not, not dan Aykroyd. John <laughs> goodman. yeah i think they probably just want the security of the money dan Aykroyd. Well, but i'll tell saying? you what i've Can't i've had a <laughs> yeah i've yeah, had a roseanne void since 1987 